welcome, welcome, welcome to this, the inaugural episode of your new favorite podcast entitled Chutzpah with Bridget Bard. I'm Bridget Bard, and I am so happy to be here. Guys, do you know how much work I've been putting into this and how long I've kind of wanted to do this, but found all the excuses not to do it or had a job that wouldn't let me do it? And now I'm in that perfect sweet spot where I can actually pursue creative endeavors. And what do you know? This is the one I'm really trying to pursue. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I know that I'm happy to be here. And I hope that you're happy to be wherever you are. But um, if you're not, don't look now. But there is a beautiful hat that is about to get swept up in the wind and blown right outside your window. And I need you to reach your arm out there and grab it, put it on your head, and it is going to change your whole day. You got a new hat, you got a new attitude. You're going to stretch your stuff all day long, have all the confidence that I know you've got deep down in you, and that hat's just going just gonna to bring you to life today. So you're welcome. <laughs> all right, enough of that nonsense. I just like to start us off giggling, having a good time. Uh, this is your first experience with chutzpah, huh? That's pretty exciting. In reality, I've recorded several of these episodes, but this is the first one that you all are going to hear. So I am so excited to get started. Um, it's a little different today because I am my own guest Welcome, Bridget Bard, to the podcast. Happy to have you. Thanks. So happy to be here. Brief introduction. Uh, my name is Bridget Bard, and I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. I moved down here to Louisville for college seven years ago, so I stuck around. I guess I really like it here or something. Now I kind of cheat and tell people that I'm from Louisville. That's how much I like it here. I currently work for Louisville Melton, which is a branch of the Florence Melton School of Adult Jewish Learning. It is a mouthful, but it is a rewarding mouthful. Um, we focus on adult education, Jewish education, uh, for our Jewish and non-Jewish neighbors here in Louisville. So it's a very rewarding job. I really enjoy it. I am the program administrator, so I'm all about the logistics. I'm the queen of Excel, things like that. So that's a little bit about what I do, but I think we're here today to learn more about who I am. I mean, if you're going to even attempt to listen to more of these episodes, I feel like you should know who the interviewer is. So I'm just going to ask myself the questions that I'm going to ask everybody else. The first being, what gives me confidence? Uh, which is a great question that I've reflected on for quite a while. I think the number one thing that gives me confidence is my community, which consists not only of my awesome Jewish community here in Louisville, which consists of both um, two synagogues worth of community, actually, between Adith Yashurin and the temple. I know that those folks have my back. They are they want me to learn more. They want to teach me more. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful thing that gives me confidence in my Jewish identity but also my friend community is really strong. And that's what gives me confidence just going throughout the week. I know that on Mondays and Fridays, I get to walk with my friend. Sometimes it's at the park, sometimes it's at the gym. I know 
that every couple weeks, I'm going to hear from my best friend, Kelly, out in St. Louis. And I know that when I need mentorship, I can always turn to my mentor, Melanie, who has been there for me throughout all of college and still looks out for me and helps me through discernment and knowing what my professional development is going to look like. And so that community is what um, gives me the confidence to take risks, to try new things, to find new experiences, because even if they go a little wrong or a little off, I know I've got people that are going to have my back. So that's the first way I think about my confidence and where it came from. But I also really focus on developing trust in myself and in my own body, Um, because over time, I really started to distrust myself. I would convince myself that if I had a stuffy nose, a sore throat, I was coughing. I mean, today I would think I have COVID, but before I would think, oh, she's just got a cold. But I didn't trust myself to the point where I would say, "Mm, you're not sick. Like you don't get sick. Just get up. You're actually, actually know what this is. This is just you being lazy. You're not sick. That's how much I didn't trust myself, which is ridiculous. And so I'm trying to work on that every day. If you don't feel good, your body is telling you that you need to rest. And I need to trust that that is what I need to do. And if I feel like I've got a lot of energy, then I need to trust that I could do something with it. That could be go for a run or that can be write out your whole life in a little Google Doc and see what happens. Basically, I need to listen to myself. I need to listen to my body. And in doing that, that builds my confidence in that, yeah, I know myself. I know what I'm capable of. You want me to do that thing? Okay, let's do it. I want to do that thing. I'll meet you there. So that's kind of where my confidence comes from. But the next question is, uh, what was a time when I had some chutzpah? Which I think... I mean, the crowd pleaser answer to that question is going to be my story of uh, how I became Jewish. So that is the story I think I'm going to share with you today. And uh, the one that is the best introduction to me as a person, I would say. So I was originally raised Catholic um, in my beautiful little family up in Indianapolis, Indiana. And to preface this story, As someone who converted from Catholicism to Judaism, I know that that can be really hard for our Christian and Catholic friends to swallow sometimes, um, because it, it is like, they will feel like it's a denial of Jesus and of a belief system that really prides itself on bringing in more people and evangelizing, uh, which is fine. But, I want you to know that this story is not necessarily about you. If you are in that group, I can only tell you about my personal experience. And my personal experience with Catholicism was not great. It was not supportive of doubt and development and different ways of thinking. And that's why it wasn't the community for me. So please keep that in mind as I go through this story. I do not apply these same ways of thinking to the entirety of Catholicism, um, and I hope that you won't either. This is just my experience. So um, my story really started in high school when I realized that I did not agree with basically anything that my Catholic teachers were presenting to us in class. It was a a Catholic high school that I attended. I didn't agree with how they portrayed this religion. I didn't agree with the fact that if I questioned them, they would throw back a lack of faith, right? Like, 
you shouldn't ask that sort of question. You shouldn't doubt. You should have faith in God and in Jesus always. And that just wasn't good enough for me. Like, I sincerely asked people, the as in teachers, do you actually think that the, the Dalai Lama is going to go to hell because he's not Catholic? And it was never a reasonable answer. It was things like, well, we don't get to know that. First of all, you just have to believe in God, and that's the only way to ensure that you're going to get to heaven and that sort of thing. So all around, it it was a general lack of support in doubt and questioning and finding my own pocket within Catholicism. And this was in high school when people are doing that. And so I took that to mean that my experience with Catholicism was how my experience would always be. And so I knew that wasn't for me. So when I got to college, I knew I wasn't Catholic anymore, but I thought I would go exploring. And so I kind of did. I, I, I explored several different faiths and no faith and just embracing the gray area of I'm spiritual but not religious and all of that stuff. And that works for so many different people, which is fantastic, but it just didn't quite work for me. And what really took guts was when I discovered Judaism through taking classes at Bellarmine, where I went to undergrad, and the audacity came in letting it influence me as much as it could. Right, I didn't hold back and say, ah, this is just another religion that I'm going to learn about, mm, whatever. <laughs> I felt really drawn to it from the beginning, and so I let myself be drawn to it. I let myself keep looking into it. I let myself keep asking questions. I let myself doubt it. And that's what took a lot of audacity, because that was the seed that led me to reflect and wonder long enough to conclude that this this idea is not going away, that it keeps coming up in my life. It would appear in conversations. I would start a new job and there would be a Jewish coworker inviting me to services. I would see Rabbi Rapport, my first Jewish teacher, just hanging out in Louisville. I would hear it in TV shows, things like that. It just kept coming back. And so I knew I had to pay attention to it. And so the second time I had audacity is when I finally said out loud to somebody, hey, I think I want to become Jewish. And of course, I then had to grapple with why in the world would you want to become Jewish? That's not a very good idea. There's anti-Semitism. And so I had to grapple with that. And I did through my community. Again, that awesome backbone that gives me so much confidence to come to the conclusion that that community was also the reason why I wouldn't be deterred by anti-Semitism because I know they've got my back. We are there to protect each other and live our best lives together. So then the third time I had audacity was when I actually had my bait dean, which is um, a gathering of two rabbis and one lay person. It's a like rabbinic court, basically. And for conversion, they question you, they interview you. They say, why do you want to do this? Uh, why do you want to join this community? And do you really want to become part of the Jewish people? And I was very excited to say, yes, I do very much want to become part of the Jewish people. I believe somehow I always have been part of the Jewish people. And I chose my Louisville community here. And I chose to become Jewish. And changing religion takes some audacity, for sure. 
So uh, that's my story of having chutzpah. The next question that I always ask people is, what did you learn from this experience? And uh, I would say that I learned that I am so much cooler than I realized. (laughs) I learned that I committed myself to something, that I can practice commitment and perseverance and resilience. I learned so much more about myself through becoming part of this community than I have in doing anything else. I learned what I really believe in. I learned what drives me and what motivates me. And through that, all through all of that, I've gained this incredible community of friends and colleagues and mentors. So really, I just learned who I think I was supposed to be a long time ago. Thank goodness I'm pretty young. So I got plenty of time to be this person, which I'm very much looking forward to. And um, I think that kind of concludes my uh, formal interview as the first guest on my own podcast called Chutzpah. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this, and I hope you continue to listen to other episodes coming up in the future. Uh, Please keep in mind that our theme music is by a group called Crow Wonder, and the song is called Humbug. Thank you so much for being here. Take care of yourselves.